You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Wonder Woman. Charming. Wonder Woman. Alexa, turn off the husband. It doesn't have that um that song in this movie. <laughs> Thank goodness was that was just the TV show. <laughs> I was expecting it somewhere. Was the before the after the show discussion about this movie? It was not. Nary, it was not. What was it about? Well, I talked about Marie Curie. We talked about your sound issues, as always. That's about it. Talked about you doing some kind of research on your town. Yeah, a little bit. My yeah, historical society. True. It's really boring to people. I wouldn't want to bore them unless they want to donate to help the cause of keeping the museum alive. Yeah, just let me know. They probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just saying that if only 100 people gave us $12 each, that would pay for the insurance for the whole year. Now, that sounds really boring. I know it sounds boring. But, I mean, you got to have all the boring stuff to keep a big old house open to the public and operational and it's got 200 years worth of history and nobody listening to this probably cares but you know if you have a historical society in your local area and you've never been there and you're interested even a tiny bit you might just check it out or not well if you're interested check it out yeah and you probably do have one because they're everywhere they really are yeah even my my county is the second smallest in the whole state and they have one so so it is the weekend of Saturday, September the 16th. This is after the show. This is number 497. We are a podcast. We review movies. And, and this as week's... of tomorrow, today will be history. And this week's movie we're reviewing is Wonder Woman, as sang in the song beautifully by me earlier. Beautifully. So 2017 movie released on Blu-ray this upcoming Tuesday, September the 19th. You better pick it up on uh, 4K, Blu-ray and digital copy. And it's rated PG-13 from our friends at Warner Brothers, who provided us with a copy for review. And Sid Talk will give you the short synopsis of the movie Wonder Woman. Come on. It's Wonder Woman. It's her origin story. So you find out where she's from, what she's all about, what she is, and there's bad guys. We're going to say the Nazis. Because <laughs> aren't the Nazis the bad guys in like every superhero movie almost? And on some level, they become the bad guys. They get a bad rap, those Nazis. <laughs> Do not make comments that can later be turned against you. Please. What are you, the president? This is satire. <laughs> Everything I say is uh, satire. Yeah. All right, so uh, Wonder Woman, the latest in the DC franchise of movies, which started with Man of Steel some years ago, and then was followed up by... What was after Man of Steel? Go- Batman versus... No. Yes. Batman versus Superman, and then yeah. Suicide Squad, and now Wonder Woman, and later Justice League. So, uh, we were introduced to Wonder Woman in Batman versus Superman, and she was actually the best part of that movie for me. <laughs> yeah, you were like, that was the best, and that was at the end. And she, yeah, she wasn't really in it that much. So now she gets her own, own movie, and um, it's been a big hit this summer uh, in the theatres. And uh, Sid Talk, what did you think of Wonder Woman? I really, really enjoyed it. Had a really good time. I like the story. It's over the top sometimes, of course, but it's superhero stuff, so I have to go with the comic, tiny little one cell of my brain that identifies with comic books. It's pretty small. Um, I will say right up front that whoever decides that some of that CGI stuff looks good needs to raise their standards because it doesn't and i don't care what you say or what anyone else listening says i'm guessing i'm saying 60 percent of the way the bodies move look like shit and that i'm putting it out there it didn't deter it didn't deter from the movie for me but it was pretty close because there were times i was like oh my god so i blurred my eyes looked around the screen tried not to look too close because it looked like old school cgi it was like weird and then there were other parts that looked amazing And so if that's a big part of your, like, ta-da, here's a superhero movie, and we're going to show these amazing fights and amazing big action sequences, then make the people not look like shit. I do think that um, Marvel 
seem to have the special effects dialed in a lot better than DC ever have. DC are, are improving because Batman versus Superman was pretty ropey in the special Yeah, it's the same Batman. kind of like weird ragdolly stuff, and yeah. then it looks too video gamey. There was one point where she's fighting, and it's like those old movies that we watch where they speed the film up for a few seconds unnecessarily, and she's she's going all weird and fast, which she's not. It's not. It's not meant to be that. It was just, I don't know what the deal was, but I was just like, oh, la, 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 la. Like, I was telling my eyes, just pretend it's not happening. I have to admit, there was some cool moments during those CG segments, though. The part where she bursts into that room, and the, all the soldiers are stood there, and it's in slow motion. Yeah. And she looks around, and then she just proceeds to batter every single one of them. It was awesome. I loved it. Even it is though awesome, she does but like even it. in that scene, there was a little bit of, like, unnecessary slow motion. So, it, you know. But, um... Yeah, so carry on. What were you... Uh... That was it. No, the movie overall. You liked the... Mm-hmm. Um, I think, personally, this is the best of the DC um, movies. I think the reason being is um, Man of Steel is really good. I really like it. Batman vs. Superman was overly long and um, a bit convoluted, I thought. Like, it, it didn't deliver on what it was, Batman vs. Superman. It was kind of crappy when it came down to that. They did have a little fight, but, you know. But I think this one's the most rounded movie. It's got a really good, like, beginning part, the origin story. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, and then when it does enter our world... It has that Thor, fish out of water, she doesn't understand our world properly uh, comedy element to it. And then the third act is a big, huge superhero uh, moments with the fighting. And, you know, and I said to you, anything, any movie where they use the Nazis (laughs) and add an element of supernatural or, like, they did it in... This movie's got a lot of similarities with um, the original Captain America. Do you know what I'm saying? Because the original Captain yeah. America was in in the war, World War, and it was about the Nazis were the were the baddies. Well, it was Hydra, but it was the Nazis. Yep. Again. <laughs> and again, we had um, you know Captain America, who's a fish out of water type. Well, he isn't, but he's out of time. Out of time. And this is similar-ish to that. I thought. In fact... Um, but it wasn't overt. It wasn't like she was going around going, oh, what's going on? No, she was pretty subtle about it. But um, I love the idea of... I like alternate history type stuff with World War Two and World War One, And that's what they do here. Like, spoilers. Should we say some spoilers? Yeah, spoilers. Um, the way this movie ends, does she change the timeline of human history in some way? Or does she just help win the war? Are you talking about in real life? <laughs> like, <laughs> are, they, like, are you so, saying uh, like you're saying? Are they saying that she's changed world history? Yeah, like in Batman versus Superman, which he's in, which comes after this, obviously, because it's modern day. Is that modern day got different history to our day? Our modern day? No, because in real life, that guy didn't poison everybody. Well, therefore, the timeline that's happening now, you would say, is because she stopped that. Right. Um, if, that you don't, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, Wonder Woman kind of helps World War Two end by beating up this. I don't. I still don't think it was World War Two. No, it was World War. It II. wasn't 1944, but you're, but that would meant it would have ended six years earlier. Because in the beginning, it said it was 1938 or 1939. Yeah, but I mean, World War One was what nineteen fourteen. Ended nineteen seventeen. Right, so it, it has to be the beginning of World War Two. Yeah. Plus, actually, in this movie, maybe it is kind of alternate timeline, but like the Germans are fully like, even though it did say nineteen thirty nine, the Germans are fully installed everywhere, aren't they? They're they're mm-hmm. in the middle of their reign of terror. So I don't know. It did seem a bit out of time. Maybe. Maybe they needed to show you that it was actually 1943 at some point. It didn't it, look like it. In no, fact, and it nothing didn't feel like, like it. it did no, it? all like when we meet Wonder Woman and then she comes into our time with uh, Steve Trevor, 
it's all how how much time has passed? How much time was he on that island? It yeah, seemed exactly. like it was one day to me. Yeah, <laughs> like they healed him up, give him a bath, and then they went off. So I don't know. I don't, the timeline's a bit. See, weird. See, IMDb says nineteen eighteen, so might, that might be what it said. Hmm. So if it's nineteen eighteen, are we talking about World War One? Yeah, I always thought it was World War One. Looks like it. Everything about it well, is World it War One. It did say thirty something at some point on the screen. It did. Well, it was World War One. Were we not paying was... attention? Do we need to watch it again? <laughs> That'd be fine. It did feel like World War Two to me, but hey. not really. It really didn't. I mean, I mean, less we... of horses. Yeah, there know? was horses. But anyway, yeah. Someone I'm sure is sitting there going, oh my god, they're so stupid, how could they not know when this was set? And I mean, World War One's not the Nazis. It is. I yes, mean, Germ- yes, it was. Not the Nazis. Not the Nazis, but they weren't actually Nazis yet in this movie yeah. either. No, they weren't. It was just did Germany, You didn't see so. a swastika anywhere, did you? Um, yes, on the plane. No, that was the Iron Cross. That wasn't a swastika. I thought one of the planes did have that. Maybe not. Um... Regardless, it's in one of the old wars, and uh, I like that setting. It's uh, there's some really cool hero moments to be had. My favourite one in the whole mo- in the whole movie is when they get to the trenches, and she can't take like they're in no man's land on the trenches, and the Germans are over there, and there's no way of moving forward. It's just a stalemate type of place, and she just like charges forward. She says, oh. "Yeah." In her mind, she's like. How can you I, let this happen? Let's and just I go can fix, fix it. This yeah. In a few seconds, like so. And she literally does the heroic. They do the music, she shows her outfit for the first time, and she just walks across the battlefield and stops all the bullets with a shield and uses a lasso. It's really cool. My, that was my favorite moment. Um but according I think, to my according to Wikipedia, World War One, nineteen eighteen. And when does it end? Doesn't say. Just at the end of World War One, And then she celebrates the end of World War right. One. All right, so confirmation, World War One. <laughs> and I knew that. It's just that you kept saying it was Why World War II, and I'm like, it's... something then? I don't know. I thought it did. Well, to watch it again. Maybe, I'm not opposed to watching it again, Wonder obviously. Maybe Woman 2 is when she goes to World War Two and <laughs> helps helps get Hitler. Every, every, uh, every war. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I, I think it's the most rounded of the DC movies because it actually has a decent story. It's not just eye candy kind of flash. There's actually a good mix between dialogue scenes and action scenes. In fact, there's more dialogue scenes than there is action scenes in this movie, which is the opposite of Batman versus Superman, which is all flash and not very much going on under the surface. This has the whole origin story. It introduces us to Chris Pine's character, Steve Trevor. There's a whole bunch of very similar, again, to Captain America. The bunch of yep. side characters, one of them's Ewan Bremner, who are like the heroes who help her. So, yeah, it does have a lot of similarities with uh, Captain America. But um, I liked... It sort of bookended as well, the movie. It starts with... Um, Diana in like modern day uh, just after Batman vs. Superman and then it ends with her after Batman vs. Superman going into the Justice League which will be the next movie so it can't, it's perfect how this is set up because the whole movie is a flashback and she's actually telling um, Batman her because Batman at the beginning sends her a photograph he knows. Bruce Wayne knows Bruce that she's Wayne who she is. knows who she is and sends her this old photograph from the war with her and her people who she fought with. And then he says, one day perhaps you can tell me the story of this and then we get the story of this. So I thought it was well done in that way because it's just her telling him. And uh, Well, she didn't. She told us. She, told she didn't us. write all that shit I down. Think, <laughs> I think we're supposed to assume at the end that... Bruce Wayne now knows all that too. He can't unless he's sitting with us watching the movie. Maybe she was that typing make any it sense. into the computer. She wasn't. She wasn't. But she did say at the very end, I'm glad you, you know, I'm glad I've... Thank you for bringing him back to me. Yeah. So she's telling him something somehow. That's all she wrote. And then she sent it. That was one sentence. Right. So 
Don't add stuff to what you didn't see. So why would she tell it to nobody? She's just remembering it. She doesn't want to tell him the whole story. It's private, except we got in her head and saw the whole movie. Weird. It's like Inception. <laughs> Is it? Is it really? Yes. Do you want to have a discussion where you're wrong about this? Why? Because no. it's not like Inception at all. It's like a movie inside a movie. That's not like Inception. Inside, isn't that what Inception is? No. Was an Inception a dream within a dream within a dream? Possibly within another dream. Four dreams. Four layers of dreams. Yeah. Not a movie and a movie and a movie. Well, Inception's the idea. Move on. Of, Inception <laughs> is the idea of four thing. you know, a, a thing inside a thing inside a thing, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't invent the idea, but... I'm I'm just I was making a joke that this movie is like Inception. Mm. So um, yeah, is the best rounded is the best script as well. It's not got a really hokey script. It's got some good jokes in it. It never is like cheesy. I don't think there's some good. There's a good bad guy. There's a good bad girl. Yeah, underutilized though. I think again, I think a lot of these superhero movies, um, the bad guy and the there is a little bit of a twist in the middle that I won't. Um, you know, say. But I think they're underutilized. I think there's a lot of, like, in these kind of movies, they have to have a bad guy. So they introduce a bad guy, and then all that boils down to is a fist fight between the bad guy and the superhero, which doesn't really amount to much, right? Yeah. Isn't that the formula of most superhero movies now? Seems like it. I was thinking, watching it, is there a better way of doing it? Like, is there another way, like, where you could make another superhero movie? And I think Doctor Strange actually um, was a twist on the superhero movie. Yeah, it was. You know, because it wasn't what you expected, was it? It wasn't... I mean, yes, it did come... Well, there was a bit of a fight at the end, but it was more of a mind fight than a actual physical fight, so... But if you... If I put down ten superhero movies... And we watch the end sequence of those ten, Marvel or DC. They're always a fist fight, right? Always. The bad mm-hmm. guy steps into it seems the like it. scene. And then whatever the power of the hero is, if it's the Hulk, he'll punch somebody. If it's there again, Doctor Strange is the only one I can think of that is slightly different. So yeah, that's the flaw in superhero movies. Like uh, They're always fighting a bad guy at the end. What, what do you want him to do, though? I mean, what's the alternative? Well, the alternative, I guess, is um, Doctor Strange. If you go and watch that, it's slightly different. And uh, that's the only one I can think of that is different. Mm. Or let the bad guy get away. Yeah. I mean, but it's always a fist fight. Always. I mean, I guess you have to boil it down, too. Ultimately, even with all your superpowers or your strength... That you can't magic these creatures away and these bad guys. It has to come down to, like, brute strength where a human can identify with that fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we don't have the superpowers. So if those two powerful creatures end up punching each other, then you can kind of get there in your brain like, ah, yeah, that's what I do. Punch him in the face, you know? Yeah. And um, this movie is the, is it the first woman superhero movie? Um, I was trying to think. What other superheroes are there? Well, all the Jessica Marvel Jones films. Jessica Jones and that. We've seen. Yeah, well, yeah, that's not movie. I mean, in yeah. the movies, like... I mean, Black Widow's not had a movie yet. Mm-mm. She should. I mean, it's quite clear that she should. Definitely. But Marvel have not had a female superhero movie. Yes, there are some female superheroes. But no singular movie. So, this is a step forward in the, um, <laughs> in the superhero genre. So, uh... Yeah, moving on to the cast of the movie. Gal Gadot plays Diana. I've heard it said Gal Gadot, and I've heard it say Gal Gadot. It's not Gadot. I don't think it's Gadot either, but no. I heard, uh, like, Entertainment Weekly said Gadot on the video all the time. I was like, I'm sure that's wrong. They're wrong. But uh, she plays Diana slash Wonder Woman. Um, when it was announced that she was going to be Wonder Woman, there was a big outcry from all the fanboys who was like, who the hell is she? She's a terrible Wonder Woman. I think she's the perfect Wonder Woman watching this movie. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know about perfect, because I've never seen anyone else she be Wonder Woman. A, she so. seems Amazonian. She's tall. She's 
uh, strong. She's a bit like Linda Carter in the um, <laughs> in the Wonder Woman off TV, facially, maybe. I don't know about that. No, I don't think they have any shared facial features. They're very different, but, you know. I like her... Uh, They're exo- both very attractive. I like her exotic accent. It seems applicable to Wonder Woman, who lived on an Amazonian island. In fact, they made them all kind of talk like her, didn't they? Yeah. Which was funny. But they do speak, she said, like 500 languages, so yeah, you can true. explain away her accent with knowing all those different languages. Yeah, so I really like her as Wonder Woman. I did in Batman v Superman. This isn't the first time we've seen her. I'm not trying to pretend it is, but she was good in that too. In fact, the best part of that movie. What do you do? You agree with that? Um, I would say the most like oh part of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It, like where you go, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I'd almost forgot that she was even in because they didn't really hype her up for for a Batman versus Superman. They obviously hyped up Batman and Superman. So when she does turn up. If you had forgot that she was going to be in it, you're like, oh. So, um, yeah, I really liked her. I think she's a good actress. I think she's charming and funny when she has to be. Yeah. And then she's actually, I felt like her, because she's very, the character of Wonder Woman Diana is very, she is good. And intrinsically, she has to be good. Like when she sees something bad. That has to be fixed. Yeah, exactly. Her. That's what I, I like about her. I kept thinking, I kept feeling that from her. Like she's just looking and going, but not that- for any one idea or like dun da da. I'm here for like the European Union or the American idea or the British idea. It's more like humanity. What's better for people? Yeah, what's better for all humanity? I think that's what I like about our character. Yeah, the way they write her. Um. So yeah, uh, Chris Pine plays Street Steve Trevor. He um, actually turns up from our time into their world in a crashed plane, and they've never seen a man. Not from our time. He's from World War One. Well, from our universe time, there is no time in this Amazonian place. In fact, when he should, when she sees his watch, she can't understand like the concept. Well, that, I think it's the same time. It's I mean, just time, our time, like you know what I mean. Our time. I just I, think they're, they've been isolated. They're covered with this bubble that. What's his face? Zeus gave them. They're yeah. in the same timeline as us. They're, I mean, it's still, it's 1918 there. It's just that they have a different, they're immortal and all that kind of stuff. So, But Steve is a modern, you know, he's a man. I'm trying to explain. A man from, from the World War One man. And he comes. Well, just from the world. And he She's crashes been isolated from the in world. In a plane. Yeah. And uh, then there's some funny stuff about. Obviously, fish out of water again. A little bit funny. They haven't seen him. <laughs> it's not like hilarious or anything. And stuff, and then it, there's a funny, some funny jokes. There. I thought that was a little bit like, oh come on, but you know, she's never seen a man, so. But she'd read a lot about them. Um, so what do you think of Chris Pine here? He was good, better he, than I usually like him. Do you think I'm, he? This right. is a better performance than when he was wet, uh, in a waterfall. Um, singing. Do you remember that? In Into the Woods? He, was it Into the Woods? Yes, it was Into the Woods. He was like a weird Prince Charming type guy and he was in a waterfall and he was all wet and dancing and singing. Yeah, it was pretty weird. It was pretty weird. It was like flash dance. super hemmed up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Chris Pine here, I thought fit perfectly. Yeah, he was good. Like he's, he's like an, he looks like an action hero slash action man type dude. And uh, he had his own mission that he was on. He's a spy. He's, um, you know, undercover. He's an American working for the British Army, infiltrating the German Army or German military by being a spy to get information to get back to the Allied forces. And he is not goofy, like not super goofy. He's, He's actually got a mission and he's serious about it. In fact, the part where they first turn up in London and he has to go and deliver the uh, documents to his head people, she's more the goofy one than he is because he's very serious. He has to go and deliver this because it could change the mm-hmm. tide of the war. So I like the... Uh, yes, there were some goofy scenes with him where he's just being funny, but mostly he's kind of a serious character and it's 
it reminded me a lot, again, going back to Captain America, of Peggy Carter, who's the opposite, because she's the female relationship with the superhero. She's an undercover spy. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of similarities between Captain America and this. It's just kind of flipped on its head a little bit. But I like Chris Pine in this, and I don't 100% like him in Star Trek, to be honest. Do you? No, unfortunately. No, I think he's like a fairly bad Captain Kirk. He just—he doesn't ever convey it right to me. I, I can—I never—I never kind of. He just seems goofy in it. Uh, who else do we have here? We have Danny Houston as uh, Ludendor. 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 He's the bad guy. What do you think of him? He was good. He was He's like menacing. the first bad guy. Okay, when you ask me a question that I start to answer you, then you start I'm to I'm just trying to explain like, who he is first. He's the okay. first bad guy, right? I don't, are you asking me? What do you mean, first bad guy? Like, the, There's more than one bad guy in this movie, and he's the first one who you have to deal with. Um, I don't know about the first. I mean... But as far as him being that guy, I liked him. I thought he was menacing. He was the most menacing, I thought, of the antagonists. That's it. <laughs> well, and he's teamed up with Eleanor Anya. Sorry if I'm murdering your names, people. And she plays Dr. Maru. Now, she's the best bad guy in this movie. But... Bad woman. She's underutilized. Like, she's, um, imagine, like, in the war, there's the, like, scientist slash chemist who makes poisons to put inside bombs to drop on places to kill everybody. So she's, like, the poison person. She's been disfigured by her experiments at some point, so she's she wears, like, a, a prosthetic over her face, which makes her look normal again. But underneath there, there's a big hole in her face. Um, and she's just sinister. It's a bit like Universal Monsters, like Mad Scientist in a, in a laboratory. She's doing these, you see at one point, they're doing an experiment on a real live guy in the back there. They're just gassing him and, oh, yeah, she's seeing, heartless. and seeing what happens. So she's really bad, like, and I liked her and I thought that there was an opening for her to be something more than she was, but it turns out she's not, she doesn't turn out to be much in this, right? She's just, you know, a side villain. She's not the big villain, and neither is Danny Houston, but they're just side villains who are actually dispatched fairly quickly as well. Mm, Not really, not till the end. Yeah, but they're not dispatched till the end, but when they're in the movie, they're probably only in the movie three or four minutes before before they get, you know, they don't have long scenes. There's a few scenes of them doing some experiments, mm-hmm. and then that's it. You don't. I mean, you really. She's not got much screen time, and neither is the Danny Houston guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, why have really good bad guys like that and not use them properly? You know. Mm, definitely. Um, Robin Wright. What did you think of her? No, I liked her. She I always like Robin Wright because she is princess. She plays Antiope. 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 Okay, they get it. <laughs> no, I'm trying to say, I'm asking you what is... Uh, I'm not sure, I don't remember. She's the aunt of Diana, the Wonder Woman girl, when she's a girl on the island. And she's like super warrior, sister to the queen. And I was convinced that she knows the whole story and knows how serious it all is. And she was hardcore. And she had the big scar on her arm, so you could tell that she's fought a few battles in her life. And I always like her. She's Princess Buttercup. And uh, David Thewis plays Sir Patrick. David Thewis is um, just done an... He's amazing, David Thewis. I've always liked him. Watched the movie Naked, the best thing he's ever done. But he was just in The Last Fargo as the bad guy. And now he's in this uh, movie as Sir Patrick. What did you think? And you've seen, you've only seen him in Fargo, probably. He's good. It's just that it wasn't... It also wasn't super menacing. Like, I didn't feel the... Ares, God of War, big threat because, like you said, they're just on a like a little road. Yeah, there's nothing else bigger about it, so that didn't convince me to be like, oh, like. And he was fine, but he also, if you think about it, he had 
barely any scenes. He was in the beginning for a couple minutes, and then he did that for about ten minutes. Yeah. Not a lot of, you know, involvement. So, uh, like I a, think he could have been anyone, to be honest. And he, you know, if you watch him in fight, he can be Superman. If he's the god bit. of war, why is he aging? Why is he old? Why does he present himself as an old man, oldish man? Maybe you can just present yourself as anything, and that was that fit in with that. Right. Military. Then during the course of her revealing himself to her, then shouldn't he become who he is? But then he'd look like a shitty rubber plastic. <laughs> he <man>. would, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So perhaps it's best he was what he was. Uh, Ewan Bramner from Train Spotting, Spud plays Charlie. What did you think? Um, At least they let him do his Scottish accent. Yeah, but. I don't know. He could have been anybody, to be honest. It, it didn't really do much for me. He's kind of the... Um, there's always a comic relief-y kind of character in all movies like this. And he's that, right? Like, kind, yeah. of, kind of the buddy who's kind of funny. Um, yeah, that's what he is. Uh, Lucy... De- this is weird. So, um, Steve Trevor has a secretary called Etta. And all the way through, I kept, it, I kept thinking... I don't know the actress who I'm thinking of, but I'm thinking it's this other actress. And then I go and look through the cast here and see that Lucy Davis is in Wonder Woman. Lucy Davis is the receptionist from The Office with Ricky Gervais, the original UK one. Um, And I was like, what was Lucy Davis? She must have been one of the Amazonians on the island and I didn't see her. But no, she's this Etta character, which is really weird because it didn't look like her at all. What do you think? Um, I knew who she was, and you're just saying that because she was overweight. No, I'm not just saying that. You are. Her face if did she not been... look like her at all. It, <laughs> I know, because I, she was overweight. I looked in her face she so many weight. times, and she was this other actress that I'm thinking of that I can't remember. Who's she. overweight. That's why you're thinking of her. So that's why, and this lady, this young lady has had a lot of problems, health problems, and she's gained a lot of weight, and that's why it was, like, perplexing, I'm sure. But I knew immediately, because I could see her. Sitting there and doing the talking. I mean, and other things we've seen her in, like The Office. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she had that sort of quirky, that kind of comedy I don't normally like, where they're like, oh, oh, yes. Oh. Mary Poppins. Oh, fine. Oh. Well, not even that. More of a modern sort of like a little bit, I don't know, over the top, you know, stage character-ish. But I liked her. And I knew that she would become important. So that was good. Yeah, well, I had no idea it was her, and it was very weird. And then when I went and looked at pictures of her recently, she wasn't overweight at all. She was, actually. You, We discussed this. She was. So I'm thinking they put a fat suit on her, <laughs> which is really weird. No, it's weird that you think that. Because I think they put a fat suit on her because they thought that was funnier. Mm. I don't so think that's accurate. I'm sure the uh, extras will mention why. I mean, the uh, commentary. So this is directed by Patty Jenkins, who has just been, uh, she just negotiated to uh, do Wonder Woman 2. She negotiated a huge fee, $9 million for the, for the, um, to come back, which is unheard of. Directors don't get paid that kind of money. But they really like her, I guess. Uh, she's actually responsible for the movie Monster, if you remember that, with um, Charlize. Uh, did you like the movie Monster? I don't know about like, but it was compelling because it was about um, Arlene, for your last name, serial killer lady who killed a bunch of men or, uh, you know, and then was executed, I believe, because of it. And it was like, it was a good performance. I think, um, I think Patty Jenkins has, she really fit. I would have thought. If you wouldn't have told me who directed this movie, I would have said Zack Snyder because it has his style to it. Don't you agree? No, that felt had a bit of different. To it me. has that kind of crappy CGI quality. Crappy to CGI, it, which, yes. is, which is a trademark <laughs> of Zack Snyder. Um, most of his movies are like that. He, he likes. I don't. I think. I guess that's what he likes. You know, it's the way he likes, like action in with. Because uh, another movie that I love by Zack Snyder is Sucker Punch, and that also has a lot of ragdolly, you know, bodies jumping around, but it's still cool looking. So this feels like it fits within the universe of DC movies that he's been making. It doesn't feel out of place like somebody else did it to me. Whereas Suicide Squad, I don't think fits very well. It feels different. You get what I mean? Yeah. 
Like, Suicide Squad doesn't have that weird... The weird CG, does it? It's more... It's more marvel It Yeah, it's more more based in, like, like using real people, real bodies, and not constantly making them into vi- video game characters. Yeah, so Suicide Squad, where it's a spin-off of this universe, it, it, to me it felt different, whereas this one doesn't. It feels like it fits, to me. But uh, she did a good job, I think. Because um, superhero movies are a weird thing. It's not like a straight-up directing job, because, like, 70% of the movie is CG effects, right? Where oh yeah, you might not even have a lot of input on that. There's a lot of, it's a lot of close-up shots of Gal Gadot, and then lots of CG inter- intersected with it. Um, so extras on this Blu-ray uh, 4K disc is uh, there are a lot actually. Uh, if you saw this in the theaters, there's an epilogue which is not in the movie, but it's on this Blu-ray, and it's um, Etta's mission. So. Etta, played by Lucy Davis, at the end of the movie, is becomes like an Agent Carter character, right? It's, it's, yes. It's almost the same thing. She She's in charge of a mission, and she takes those people from the movie, um, and she sets them out a mission in this bar. So it looks like, you know, with that, that they could be a spin-off movie of sorts, or maybe a TV show or something within the DC Universe where those characters actually do something else. There's also um, so many extras on this. There's a blooper reel, there's extended scenes. There's like the the thing that we watched about the actual history of Wonder Woman in the comic books was good. Aside from, it's about 20 minutes long and they say the same thing about 35 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, like it's lots of different people saying stuff about Wonder Woman. But they're all kind of saying the same thing. And I was like, if another person comes on the screen and says, <laughs> well, she's really, you know, uh, you know, if you've, what, if you've read the Wonder Woman comics, you'll know she's blah, 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 blah. And then the next person said the same thing. And then somebody who draws her says the same thing. So it's a lot of, it's kind of blowing smoke up Wonder Woman's bum. It is. But uh, what I did like about that feature is, it has lots of close-ups of the actual comic book art from all the different eras. So you can see how she was drawn from the beginning, where she's very... Yeah, that one period, I was going to look it up, where she's like, kind of like weird. It was at the 90s, where she's wearing like a short mini black skirt. She doesn't even look like a Wonder Woman at all. They tried to like, they kind of trashed her up or made her look like a modern reporter or something. I don't Not know. Not like this. Uh, I've no, got, like she, where, yeah, and she's, and also they say she doesn't have an alter identity, but is it just the TV show that she has the two identities, where she's Diane Prince and Wonder Woman? Because in the movie she also has, because they say she doesn't hide behind anything; she's always Wonder Woman. I didn't understand that either. Yeah, that wasn't true. Because we've seen Wonder Woman on TV, and she's always kind of undercover with the glasses on. And then in this movie. They even make a joke about putting glasses on a beautiful woman yep. to make her look different, <laughs> which is a joke that you will always make when watching the TV show when you go... And it was that lady you were just talking about saying, like, oh, yeah, she just put her glasses on, now she's not the most beautiful woman in the world. Yeah, exactly. And we it's can a all joke. pretend, she said. Yeah. <laughs> it's the joke. It's the same joke as when uh, Supergirl does that. She puts those glasses on and then everybody doesn't know who she is. And, and Ew, can... yeah, I'm looking at pictures of the 90s Wonder Woman. It's really tacky. It's, it's ca- really gross. It's like S&M. It's kind of um, super sexualized. Uh, right. And I'm not saying that normally she isn't also. She's got like a tiny waist and most of her skin is showing and she's got perky big boobs and everything. However, this is like, ick. I have to say the costume in Wonder Woman the actual costume that Gal Gadot wears is really, really good. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it looks, it doesn't, it almost doesn't look like cloth or uh, or metal. It's got a weird look to it. Like the colors are really vivid on it. And when it does, when you do go back and watch that extra, and it shows you all the different variations of Wonder Woman in the comics, it looks really like them. The way it's, it looks like a drawing on a body kind of thing. Um, so was, it's really cool. It looked very uncomfortable, though, I must say. You know what I'm saying? No, of course. So, uh, conclusion on Wonder Woman. I liked it. We liked the people. We liked the director. 
We liked the film, right? <laughs> we, as one brain, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I did have a good time. Yeah, I think it's my favorite superhero movie this year. Um, and we've seen a few, including Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think I like this better than that. Um, I just think it was a really good, even as a standalone movie, if you're not a superhero fan, this movie stands on its own because it tells you everything about this character. It's, it doesn't rely on you having to have seen three other movies before. True. It's just the whole Wonder Woman story. Well, not the whole story because there's more to come, but the whole of the beginning of her story. Um, and it doesn't rely on you knowing anything, really. It's all explained here. You don't need to have read the comic books. You don't need to have seen 12 other movies before it just to understand it, which the Marvel com- the Marvel's ones are starting to get that way, right? Where if you haven't seen Iron yeah. Man 2 and 3, then th- you know 4 might not make any sense. So, yeah, it's a standalone movie. It's a cool movie. Yes, there is some ropey special effects. I don't understand why. There, there is in this day and age because we've seen movies where there isn't exactly. And I, kept, I was looking really close as well on those special effects. When she moves really fast, like when she's jumping across a roof or whatever, it's quite clear the whole model is a CG one because a face becomes video game. Like it's not Gal Gadot anymore. They don't face replace exactly. It. It's like a video game face. It's weird. This statue I've got on my desk. It she turns into that statue. Yeah, like all smooth, like wax, like she's in Madame. Yeah. Trudeau's like if it was a wax museum, if it was a Toy Story CG type Wonder Woman movie, it's that model that they would have used all the time in that movie. All of a sudden, and it's weird because there she is, close up on her face, and there's weird rubber version of her running across the rooftops. I don't understand why it has to be like that because mm-hmm. she isn't doing anything that's not physically. They get possible. a little excessive with it, I think. And she's not doing anything out of the odd. Nothing super, like, she's flipping her body so weirdly that a human couldn't possibly do that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's so it, it boggles my mind a little bit why, when she, because there was one where she ran across a rooftop. And I was like, well, it's just her running. Why does it need to? Yeah, that's the one that looked really weird. Yeah, it's not like Spider-Man where we know a man can't do that. Some of those shapes that Spider-Man gets into, you can't do them. So... You need to CG it. But this is just a woman running across the roof, so I don't get it. Aside from it might be cheaper or you can make it look cooler, but I don't think it does look cooler. So, yeah, aside from that, this is a great summer blockbuster movie that you should see, and you can pick it up on Tuesday and watch it. So thanks to Warner Brothers. Um, We've got two contests at the moment running. One, you can win a copy of next week's Blu-ray review, which will be Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, the fifth Pirates movie. I have one digital copy to give away. So if you can go to aschoolie.com, enter, you could win a digital copy. Um, and the other contest that's going at the moment is to win a DVD of Phantasm, the five film collection. So it's all five movies in a box set on DVD. And you can win a copy of that. We've got three to give away, so go and enter there on aschoolie.com. Good contests. <laughs> I would like to win a copy of Paris of the Caribbean Dead Men's Hotels. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you are not eligible. <laughs> no. So movie recommendations. I am going on the theme of Wonder Woman. <clears throat> so my favorite DC movie uh, before this one existed is Man of Steel. It's from a few years ago. You just love Superman. Yeah. I like Superman. I like Krypton, Supergirl, Superman. I like that universe. So, um, Man of Steel. I recommend that one. And my second one is another Zack Snyder movie. who's responsible for a lot of this. In fact, he was the producer on this movie. Is uh, Sucker Punch, which is another... It, it is a superhero movie, but it's not... It's an original thing that Zack Snyder came up with. It's not from a graphic novel. It's not... But it is a superhero movie, right? It's a woman-empowered yeah. superhero movie. Um, it's really cool. It's um, based in a mental asylum, and there's lots of weird dreams in it. You don't it's, know what's what, really. Yeah, it's not really. It's, it's just a cool. It's very different. Like there's not much like that movie. That's why I really caught me with it. It's that is a different type of movie. So what are yours? My recommendations are because I'm trying to think of women. You know. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Kill Bill. She's a woman on 
on a mission. She's not a superhero or anything, but I mean, she's a woman on a mission. And there are times, the, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes of all time in any movies is when she's in that vehicle and she's saying to her toe, move. Cause she's like paralyzed, you know, and she's just willing herself to get over this weird drugged up thing that they've done to her. I also, I also like another similar scene when she's breaking out of that coffin. Yo, yeah, this punt. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was pretty intense. It's like willpower. She has the willpower to just keep going and get all of her adversaries. And then my other one isn't a movie or anything at all. Now, unless you want to watch a documentary about this person. But how about a real-life woman who's done something to change things for humanity? Not just like, you know, I mean, actual humanity. And that would be Marie Curie. And I read about her before because I'm like, I don't know exactly what she did. And I was like, whoa. Obviously, she gave her life to her science. There was controversies along the way, but one of my favorite things about her was that she had won two Nobel Prizes, and the the gold medal that they give you, she just put in their science department to have it melted down with the other gold, because they needed it. And the money from her Nobel Prizes, she said to spend it on war bonds for the country, because it was wartime, and the country needed it more than her. And that she had no money or worldly possessions. She invented the mobile x-ray um, thing because she bought a bunch of trucks, generators. Yeah, machine. She learned. Yeah, well, it's a vehicle with mobile oh, yeah. x-ray machine in it. And before she did this, it was World War One. she learned about um, auto mechanics, the x-ray machine, and something else. I forget. But she did a quick study, it said, on those. Like, like anybody can just learn those things quickly. And then she had a several of them built and then she went out and was able to do x-rays on the front lines and where the soldiers were and probably saved you know like a million lives they said or at least it was part of a million different soldiers you know injuries on the front lines and all that and i think that's a person that's a woman who undeterred by the man world of science undeterred by the war Right? Because she was also, they thought she was Jewish, and so she was going to be um, put in a, you know, she's going to be separated. Now, this is World War One times up to, she died in like 1935. So, lots of things going on, and yet through it all, she managed to do so much science that she discovered things like radium and radon, and those are the things that, you know, are used to, She one line in one of her papers was that she noticed that when applying this radioactive ray to tissue, that it would, knowing that it damaged all tissue, but it damaged tumor-causing tissue or damaged tissue first, which now we know because we have people who go to um, treatments for cancer, that that's what they use to kill the bad cells. It does kill good ones too, but it kills the bad ones faster. She was like you know, pivotal in that discovery. So there's a superhero for you who basically gave her life to the science and, you know, for humanity. Yes. So just research her. I'm I'm sure I got some of the facts wrong or whatever, and you can learn about her. And you asked, was there ever a movie about her? I'm like, I'm sure there's probably TV movies. I don't know about an actual movie movie. So I don't don't feel like I've seen a movie about her, but Mm -mm. there should be one. Really? We learned about her in history class. So my two recommendations are The Bride from Kill Bill and Marie Curie from Real Life. Uh, so games and A-Scully stuff. Um, a, a few years ago, probably like four or five years ago now, a game came out called Cook, Serve, Delicious. It's actually made by one of the guys at NeoGAF, one of the forums I go to, called Chubbigans. He um, made it on his own. Nobody Chubbigans. else, just him in his bedroom, made, made this game. It's a cooking game. And uh, it was it was quite a big hit, actually, when it came out. So for the last couple of years, he's been making the sequel, Cook, Serve, Delicious 2. And I had it on my Steam wish list. And uh, a couple of days ago, he tweeted, by the end of today, I'm going to be uploading it to Steam, so it'll be out. So I grabbed a copy of it. Um, and I have to say, it is really cool. It's like the first one, but with a lot more to it. You can design your own restaurant. You can pick all your dishes. And you, uh. You're so funny. You love that so much. It's a real. 
It's one of those time management games, but it's really super stressful. Like, orders are piling up, and you're trying to get them all done, and it's actually all controlled by keys on your keyboard. So, like, when you're making a burger, it'll be, like, L for lettuce and T for tomato, and you'll be, like, stacking up, and you'll have to look at the ticket, and it says what they want, and then you'll be typing all the... And then you'll make it, and then you press Enter to serve it. But this all this time, what makes it a lot different is there's a mode called it's a career mode called Chef for Hire, and there are like I think there are thirty different restaurants, and you go and work in those restaurants. So it's not your restaurant that you're familiar with. One of them's like a the ones I've unlocked so far is like a Chinese restaurant, which is really difficult because there's so many different things to do in a Chinese restaurant, and so many different like sauces and. Like, somebody might want broccoli with, like, five types of sauce on it. And some, <laughs> and it gets really complicated. Then there's an ice cream parlor now, which is a lot simpler because it's just, you know, sprinkles and ice cream. And uh, and then there's, like, a burger joint, like a diner. There's a, um, like, a sports bar. Uh, and then there's, like, tons more. I've not unlocked them yet because you have to actually do well in the ones above them to get the new ones unlocked. But, um... That mode in itself will take you a long time to get through. So there's a lot more to it. Uh, game's like nine ninety nine, I believe. He never charges like stupid price for his games. Um, and you can get it now. Cook, serve, delicious too. It's on Steam. <laughs> and that can you play with people? You can. There's actually a co-op mode where we both sit at the same keyboard. And you have one half and I have the other half and we well, do the go. tickets. Um or one person's on a game controller and the other person's on the keyboard or another game controller and you are running it like, you know, you can do a ticket while I'm doing a ticket and we can co-op, as they say. But yeah, there was no co-op in the last one. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Cook, Serve, Delicious 2. That's what I've been playing. Stanguli, because today is actually Sunday, it feels like Saturday, but it's actually Sunday. <laughs> we've already watched Spanguli and it was it came from outer space we watched it last night Spanguli is a horror host show on MeTV and he has a different horror movie horror sci-fi movie B-movie every week and it was it came from outer space which was a famous 3D movie but this was in 2D so there's a lot of 3D effects <laughs> that were quite obvious but we didn't see them come out of the screen what did you think of uh, it came from outer space I only watched a little bit remember I you was did. really tired. I had just driven a long way, and I, I was tired, and then I went and took a bath, so I, I didn't see a lot all. of it. It looked like a good quality old flick, so... Yeah, it's 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 a classic, this one. It's actually one that's... It's not one of those movies where it's so bad it's good. It's like a movie where people actually consider it a good sci-fi movie. It's kind of from the drive-in times when there was a big... Everybody wanted to see 3D movies. Um, it was a big thing in the 50s. Um... It was okay. It was not. It didn't blow me away or anything. No surprises. Nah. Have any of these movies blown you away? Don't I mean, even. Some of those. Don't pretend like you've set a standard. Some of those Universal Monsters ones from original, what, like, what was the one we watched? Was it the Hunchback of Notre Dame? Or was it where he's running across the ruse at the end? Hmm. And it was like from the late twenties, early thirties, and it was some of the camera work and everything. I was like, holy crap. This is like way bit way ahead. Yeah, of some time. of them you watch like whoa, that is yeah. really advanced for the time. Even it came from outer space had like this really smooth helicopter tracking shot of the car. Yeah, and the driving it did. in the car, and I was like, for those days, that must have been so hard, technically difficult to do. It looks amazing now. You're like, wow, it's like a, you know, like somebody's done it now. So yes, yeah, Spanguli, it's on at seven p.m. every Saturday, and next week's movie is Frankenstein, which we've already seen. So. Yeah, we'll find something else to watch. So what's for dinner today? Tonight is going to be um, corn cubes. Corn, Q-U-O-R-N, which is a, as they call it, a meat substitute. It's made from um, not vegetable protein, but mushroom protein. And we love, there's those long, skinny, rectangle-shaped cubes. It kind of looks like if you go to Subway and get a chicken sandwich... You know those, well, you probably haven't seen the little long rectangles of chicken. Right. That's just what it looks like, but it's not a dead chicken. And I'm going to cook that with just some spices and some riced cauliflower and some vegetables. And in case you wonder why we're telling you what we have for supper, we're vegetarian. We have been for about 10 years. And in the beginning, we didn't know what to eat. 
<laughs> or how to work around it. And so we started exploring all these weird quote unquote things. And now we just keep telling you because you don't need to put a dead animal on your potato plate to survive. Obviously, I'm still quite rotund and you are very healthy. You run five miles or five miles. Is it five miles a day on the treadmill? No, about three. Three miles a day. Well, you run a, that's a 5K right there. Yeah. Every day. So we're not withering away or anything from our lack of, you know, animal protein. And so that's why we tell you what we eat. What is uh, your advice? My advice is, um, this week we got some really horrible news. You know, in the world, there's horrible things happen to humans all the time. Murders happen. There's one. Ha- there's many happening right now, probably, in the whole of the world. There's war. There's child molestation, murder, terrible things, right? And you still feel like you're in a little bubble in your own, you know, the, the bubble, the sphere of people that you know, even on the different levels. It kind of reaches, like... You and then like family and best friends. It kind of goes out and out until you're not super close to the people, but you know of them. They've been in your life. And this week found out that a person that lived in my tiny little hometown and that I went to school with, he's the same age as me, but in a grade um, uh, older, used to come to my house when I was a kid, like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, freshman year. He dated and married a girl from my class who's my friend. He and his current wife were murdered and... They just discovered their bodies after several days, and it was like, what? That can't be right. Like, that can't be right. It was in a different town, like, a couple hundred miles away from where we grew up. But your brain is like, nah, that can't be right. And then uh, we found out it is actually him. And so I thought, you know, and as I told a few people who I knew would want to know, um, it was like, wow, I just thought of him last week, or he, we never have had our class reunion, so we haven't seen him. And another person said, oh, we saw him five years ago at a campsite, and we keep thinking we're going to give him a call and do it again. You know, well, then it didn't. So my advice is, even though you think, you might think, oh, fuck those people, like, go to a class reunion. There's going to be somebody there that you don't hate. There has to be. Especially, I mean, my class had 45 people. So we're, we're kind of, it's kind of hard to uh, navigate around like, oh, when we were kids, we didn't like each other because you're, you're just a small little family and you just kind of get over all that shit or make up a class reunion. If I've talked to a lot of people this week who are like, well, we've never haven't had one ever, you know, just start one, do a small one, invite the people who were your friends you haven't seen for 20 years or 10 years, 30 years, because there's going to be a day in this split second you know, this just a few months ago, I had someone from my class who I knew for several years from my hometown again, same little town, died of a heart attack. My age. Sat down in his chair in the middle of the day, had a heart attack and died. And then in that instant, that's it. You know, we can't find him for the next class reunion because he's not there. True. And now this, this guy is not going to be there for anybody to call and invite over and, you know, catch up with. And that sounds really grim, but it's just reality. And if you think it right now, like, oh, yeah, maybe I should call so-and-so. I haven't talked to him for so long, and we were best friends, and we had a great time. Well, I'll call him next week. Guess what? If you're my age, (laughs) any age, really, but we're getting to that age where, you know, shit happens more often, and you should just do it. So go to your class reunion, start a class reunion. Or have a friend reunion. If you were a cheerleader or a football player or you belong to the art club or the chess club, try to find those people. You know, don't be a stalker, but it's pretty easy these days to find people. And say, how about if we just meet up in a restaurant in the middle of wherever we all are? Or start a group on Facebook even and just communicate on there. Like, you'll be amazed at what you what you learn about people and the people who are still thinking about you also. You might think, ah, I know those people care about me. You'd be surprised. So that's yeah. my advice. So um, you can catch uh, us on uh, aschoolie.com and sidtalk.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. This podcast is available on the iTunes Music Store, the Google Play Store, or, this is new, I uh, got our podcast added to TuneIn Radio. So if you go to aschoolie.com on the front page, I've got a little applet where you can just play the movie, uh, play the podcast from TuneIn Radio. But if you've got a uh, Amazon Echo, what, what do you say to it to uh, listen to our podcast? Do you want me to say it? She'll play it. <laughs> she, she won't because she probably won't. You say, it. as we like to say, the A word. 
<laughs> play after the show on TuneIn. Yes. Yeah, actually say play after the show movie podcast. Oh, right. On TuneIn. But it works because we uh, did it. And it plays you the latest episode. So if you've got an Echo, do that. And you can listen to it that way. Uh, you can also listen to it on TuneIn on the web. Or just go to ascully.com, look on the front page. I put a little applet that you can just play it. You can uh, also go to ascully.com, click on the word podcast and subscribe there. You can email me, ascully.com, don't email SidTalk. And uh, stay classy, uh, Miss Gal Godot. I'm going for Godot, not Godot. Yeah. I'm um, going to say, think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, somebody's doing it for you. <laughs>